so the powder coating is a mill plating. It's a, it's a baked on finish. It's a, a powdered paint that has to be applied through electrical charge. And then it's baked on at about 400 degrees onto the surface. The, the common practice is that they'll take a piece of metal and they'll do what I just suggested. They'll, they'll put it into a chamber. They'll uh, apply a, uh, a, a charged powdered color pigment and then they will bake it in an oven. The mistake of most architectural uh, manufacturers is they will then install the piece of metal and then drill the holes to allow the cable wire to lace through. Okay. So that's usually a cable cable rail system. In the in the course of of drilling out the holes, they compromise because the powder coating uh, in uh, bonds to itself. It doesn't really bond to the metal. Okay. Okay. So if you drill a hole after it's been baked on, you now have a potential. You do have an air gap between the pigment and the metal material and the moisture and humidity in the air, the oxygen finds that gap, even if it's a mill thickness and it starts to invade. Uh, ultimately, you'll see corrosion around the eyelet, the holes by the cable wire. And once this happens, it's invasive. Once it happens, it's not something you can restore and return. You've got to remove all the, the powder coating. You've got to sandblast it again. It's a very big process. So with stainless steel, you don't have this issue. Welcome to designing and building your dream home. I'm your host, KT. And in our show today, we will discuss cleaning and maintaining some of the surface materials your architect and custom home builder will include to make your custom home a literal work of art. Examples of this might be the use of tile or stone or concrete for the floors. Maybe they use stainless steel for the kitchen countertops or maybe hammered copper for the hood system over your gas range. Also, understanding which materials hold up better over time might affect your product choices during the design of your home. Walking up and down the cleaning materials aisle at your local hardware store may not be as much help as you're thinking because there are literally scores of different products being offered for every type of surface. And don't bother asking a staff person at the store. Chances are they don't know which products to suggest to you either. So whether you're living in the home of your dreams right now or a home that works, you'll gain a lot from today's guests. We discuss the proper way to maintain barbecue grills, ranges, hood systems, windows, railing, concrete, tile, marble, granite, iron, and carbon steel. We even discuss how to get the scratches off the front of your brand new Sub-Zero refrigerator. We've got a lot of material to cover and only an hour to get it done, so let's get started. Our guest today is Barry Feynman, president of Restoration Artex. Barry is an expert in metal and stone maintenance and preservation. Barry, welcome to the show. 
Thank you, Kevin. Always a pleasure to spend some time with you. Same here. We met, I think, four or five years ago. And of course, AGS Stainless, we do a lot of metal work, uh, specializing in stainless railing fabrication. And I think we met at a trade show, possibly. Do you remember? I believe it was, yes. Uh, probably yeah. the architectural AIA show. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. And I was taken right away with the fact that you have just kind of made metal preservation, other surface preservation, maintenance, those things. It's kind of your calling. And you've really built a reputation for yourself in the industry. Like, Can you give an example of maybe some of the uh, corporations that have called on you to help them solve uh, surface issues on some of their materials? You know, Kevin, we've been real blessed um, we're, and very eclectic opportunities here. We have provided field service work for on the Golden Gate Bridge in San oh Francisco. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, and currently, we have samples being tested right now on Golden Gate Bridge because it's, uh, you know, uh, exposed to a lot of salt air and right. to a lot of rust corrosion. Uh, but I restored the bronze plaques on the Golden Gate Bridge probably over 10 years ago and have maintained uh, friendships and, and loyalty uh, with the operations people there. Also, we've done work for Elon Musk at SpaceX. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've been fortunate to be asked to polish his desk, uh, in fact, uh, at SpaceX. And we were called in to resolve some problems on bathroom dividers on his particular personal stall, actually, Will. And um, other companies could not resolve the problem. And we were the only company able to do so and were contracted to uh, do that service uh, throughout the bathroom uh, stalls on stainless steel. I love it. And, and that's one of the things that um, led me to say, you know what, I gotta share out Barry's way of doing business, his, his contact info with listeners, because not everybody has friends like that. So a lot of times really great ideas of contractors to work with come from people you know. So in our industry, for people who know of you and the work you do, you're the name they're going to mention when they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I um, preserve or uh, uh, the look and feel of this material? Or if there's a, a a sculpture or something that needs some assistance. How do I go about bringing it back? Uh, so in the industry, we know Colberry. So this is a great opportunity for homeowners who don't happen to know Elon Musk <laughs> to learn a little bit about uh, best practices in metal preservation and restoration. So we're just going to jump in, Barry. So what I've done is I've lift, listed out some of the common places that you're going to find surfaces that will periodically need maintenance, either indoors or outdoors. And I'm going to ask you, I'll just bring them up. I'm going to ask you to talk about them and help us understand what causes the issues, what you would recommend we do to prevent issues in the future. And if that surface is having some challenges, how does the homeowner go about getting, um, getting it resolved? So let's start with my favorite metal, stainless steel. You're going to find stainless on many homes, it's going to be on the railing system outdoors, barbecue grills, the front of their refrigerator, the front of their gas range, all these places. What causes stainless to start to stain, Barry, and what do we do about it? 
Okay. Well, and that covers a lot of territory. So there's a lot <laughs> of variables that go into, into damaging of stainless steel. Stainless steel is a, a specialized metal that's, uh, that's developed to repel um, um, staining in general and rust as a specific area. But in chemicals, improper cleaning processes, uh, abrasives going in the wrong direction against the grain can cause scratching. Um, the uh, improper chemicals, if they're ammonia-based cleaning products or acid-based cleaning products can affect the protective uh, element, which is chromium, in, that we find in stainless steel, which makes it uh, repel against rust. So just, you know, just improper, sometimes ill-advised practices can cause some corrosion and some, um, you know, unwarranted type of damage. Okay. Um, the, the proper maintenance of stainless steel, again, involves um, safe, uh, water-based, um, non-acidic type of cleaners and working in the direction of the grain. So all your number four finish, which you see on your handrails, which you see on refrigerators and barbecues. We, we in the field have two different ways of describing that. It's a number four finish, which is a linear finish where a line is going or a grain is going in direction. Whereas a number eight finish would be a mirror polish where you can actually see your reflection in it. Okay. You don't see that on architectural metal. You don't see that very often, sometimes on elevator skins. Um, so you, you want to be able to identify that and distinguish that. Fortunate, I was able to create a uh, repair kit called Scratch Be Gone, which is on the marketplace for the DIY application to restore stainless steel. Um, so there are better practices than others. You don't want to go in circles when you're cleaning stainless steel because you're a pad or abrasive could very easily scratch that surface. Uh, and, and we want to make sure that we, you know, keep it clean because salt water, which you have in the Seattle area and associate that with SeaTac airport uh, when you've got jet or aviation or air pollution issues mm -hmm. combines with salt water, it creates a sulfuric acid and that sulfuric acid can settle down onto your exterior metals uh, particularly, or even when you open your doors and you let the, the fresh air come through your house, that humidity or that moisture carries and can settle into your appliances and on your to your appliances. And after a couple of days, you may start to see some tea staining, if you will. It looks like a, a brownish stain on your stainless steel appliances, maybe your, again, handrails outside. Mm -hmm. um, this is because these acids... Um, have settled down and affected the chromium. So this is easily fixed, easily uh, identified and, and controlled. Uh, you and I have gone out and done some work together, Kevin, and True. demonstrated that, that it's easy to remove that surface uh, um, appearance and then also to protect against future um, damage. Uh, using some of our technology that we've uh, that we've developed, I love it. And we will 
definitely give all the listeners um, a way to contact you at the end of the program. I appreciate you um, digging into the the nature of what what can cause the degradation of of the surface material and specifically starting with stainless skin. So I know there's one thing that you didn't spend a ton of time on, but I think would make so many uh, listeners happy is you are an expert at bringing grills, barbecue grills that sit outside back to life. You not only with your, your, your process, walking people through how to do it, but just the products themselves. And uh, I know that you are, testing your product with some pretty large um, grill uh, manufacturers, outdoor kitchen manufacturers. So that's an area where can people reach out to you and get some feedback on, on, on how to keep their, their barbecue grill up, Barry? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've, again, invented a product called Scratch Be Gone. And then we have now adapted that to a, a more of a barbecue specific or outdoor kitchen specific application repair product. And we have various coatings and degreasers for your grill and grates. Uh, another plaguing area, even on the interior, is the interior light housings um, that light up the food surface while you're cooking at night. And these lenses get occluded with the grease and oils. And we have easy care products for that as well. So cool. Scratch Be Gone and its family of products are recognized by many of the leading uh, grill manufacturers and sold by many of the leading grill manufacturers as well. And we're also sold by GE and Whirlpool and other manufacturers for home appliance and sinks. So we're, we're well vetted in the industry. Yeah, that's I can testify to that. That is totally true. Okay, so we've, we've touched on stainless whether it's indoors or outdoors the uh listeners can reach out to you to get the cleaning materials that you've created for that material let's shift now um to a beautiful metal that is often find found in custom homes copper when you're including uh a custom fabricated, let's say, hood system. So the client's going to put in this beautiful gas range, but they're really trying to distinguish their kitchen uh, as something very special, something very important to them. When their friends come over to visit and they're in the kitchen, they want their friends to go, wow, (laughs) that, that looks phenomenal. So instead of going with aluminum or some more common metal, they're going with copper. How do you maintain copper so that it always looks good. Is it different from stainless? Is it exactly the same? So very much different. So copper, um, as well as brass, and as well as bronze. So those three materials all carry a high concentration of copper. And copper is very susceptible to oxidation and tarnishing, whereas stainless steel by its nature and design is not. Um, unless it's affected, again, by acids and and, uh, um, uh, improper chemicals. So copper, as you have a copper penny, just by exposure to the air, uh, will tarnish over time. When it's exposed to um, moisture, water environment, it will go to a green. You've seen copper pennies that have turned green and copper downspouts and 
copper, yeah. uh, rain gutters and such that turn green. As as you'll find with bronze sculptures and and uh, also a hand, you know, grab rails and uh, even doorknobs and things that turn green. So that it's turning green because of the corrosion of copper. So when you think about it, copper corrodes, uh, well, you know, steel corrodes or rusts to a brownish red. Copper rusts, if you will, to a green. Aluminum. Yeah, but it looks beautiful. I never yeah. really thought of it as it's rusting. I just think that green looks stunning. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a people. It's a it's a choice. However, that that green can be corrosive to the point that it actually will degrade the metal. Okay. And eat it up. There are we've all seen beautiful sculptures in Rome and Greece where they're ten thousand years old, three thousand years old. And they've got a great verde or a, a green patina. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are elements of that green patina that are caused through acid rain, as we spoke about earlier, that can be corrosive, where it actually will eat a hole into the metal and dissolve the metal over time. Wow. So there's there's better ways of maintaining and and, and, and uh, you know, we have answers for those. So I created because we are a restoration company. And we do a lot of public art restoration um, and have done so for the likes of the National Cemetery, uh, uh, the Veterans Administration. Actually, I've just been asked to restore the National POW Memorial, which is in uh, Riverside, California. So we'll be providing that service shortly. So we remove the green and we restore it back to the original oil rub finish that it came with. Uh, and, and we do that by physically removing either through sandblasting or abrasive blasting or scrubbing um, uh, the green cupric or the, the uh, verde, if you will. We call it a verde is green, but it's a cupric corrosion or cupric oxide is what green is. Um, and then we restore using chemicals, we restore the oil rub bronze look. So at Barry's Restored All Products, we actually have a kit. If you have a copper sink that's been damaged from uh, lemon juice and scrubbing and it's, uh, or it's changed color and you don't like the way it looks, um, there's a copper patina repair kit that you can use for your copper sinks to give it that brown oil rub finish. Okay. Or for your door handles and your door pulls, your doorknobs at home. Uh, your hardware, your your closet hardware that's turned golden color or green or faded. So we have a the same kit is effective on all those surfaces. Well, Barry, I mean you are you've been doing this for a while. You're 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 an expert. Can I do it myself? Can I order the products from you? Do I do, do you? Uh, what's the next steps? I don't know anything about metal. <laughs> well, you know, Kevin, I wasn't always an expert. <laughs> I was uh, I was trained, went to school to be a psychologist. But you know what? Uh, after about 10 years and and uh, deciding this is not what I want to be doing anymore, um, I, I, I sort of fell back onto my uh, I, I was born a MacGyver. I was born a MacGyver. I love to figure out things and how to fix things. Yeah, And so all of these kits that I have, I have 20 products at Amazon, all of these kits for every surface, kitchen, laundry, bath, and outdoor patio grill, 
um, came out of experimentation. And I think I have an answer for this and I can figure this out. And I did. Nice. And then I put it in a box and bring it to you. <laughs> because awesome. I'm not in Seattle. Um, uh, shortly, we're going to be able to sell franchises uh, up in Seattle and nice. have technicians like ourselves uh, national to do uh, these kind of restorations. So you've got you've got help for me coming. Uh, I do have help for you coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In the, meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, you're saying I can probably do it myself. It's easy enough. It's easy enough. Excellent. Well, since we're on this subject of you changing gears in schooling, like what brought you to to this place where you're like, Mister 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 Metal uh, Restoration? How did you get here exactly? Um, well, it's very serendipitous. Very serendipitous. Um, I happened to be at a property uh, at the time. And I was cleaning hard water off of a water fountain for a commercial property. And the uh, the property manager, again, keeping my MacGyver hat on always and and listening to the needs of, of folks, you know, everyday folks about everyday common problems. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they asked me if I could take a scratch out of an elevator, Kevin. Okay. I'm, I'm taking hard water off of a fountain, totally unrelated to a piece of metal. I had never done this before. And I said, well, well, let me look at it. And I went over to look at the scratch in the elevator and it was a, you know, a nasty scratch. It was a fingernail grabbing, not very polite scratch. Um, and I said, let me think about this. I, I don't know if I have an answer, but let me think about it. I put my MacGyver hat on, went home. I had been working on some uh, chemistry that I was introduced to. And I was working with some abrasives that I was aware of and familiar with. I I understood how they might work together. I knew that it would take an abrasive to fix the scratch, but as important to fixing a scratch was being able to uh, introduce the coloration back to the repaired area Mm-hmm. Because traditionally, if you take sandpaper, maybe you might get a scratch out, but you you'll lift that coloration off to the point that it looks worse with the repair. Yeah, and, I've seen that. Okay, so the goal was to create a chemistry that would speed that color back, that warm look to the surface. And lo and behold, I went back the next day, and I had great success. I invited the property manager to walk in to see the elevator repair. Yeah, I'm, I'm always surprised. I, I was surprised <laughs> then. I'm still surprised. And she says, I know it was there. Where is it? Oh, that's awesome. And then she wanted to know if it was permanent. You know, what did I fill it with? And I said, no, it's a permanent fix until it gets scratched again. So I left that. I said to her, I said, is this really a problem? Is there an industry issue here with scratches? And I and she said, absolutely. There's nobody that does this. So I said, you know, I left there and I started calling all the home builders, some of which you may have up there. D.R. Horton, Hart and Continental. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're one of the biggest in the country. Well, they they hired me. I went to they, they doubted me. Talking about challenges. I called them up and I said, I can fix scratches in your appliances. Now, I, I quickly extrapolated from an elevator to an appliance. 
I had never touched an appliance. And I, they, I called them and I said, I can fix your stainless steel. And they said, no, you can't. And I said, yes, I can. <laughs> and I said, no, you can't. I said, yes, I can. They, I said, invite me over. So I go over to the property and they had Thermador ranges and sub-zero, you know, they had Thermador refrigerators and they had kitchen sinks. Yep. And they said, here, I go, okay. And I took them out one by one. And they said, how fast can we sign you up? Wow. I didn't even have a company back then. It was just. (laughs) How cool um, is that? Yep. So I invented this product, brought it to Home Depot back in 2004. It had a short life in the Home Depot. And um, but it's now the uh, industry's leader. It's been out 20 years. Well, we're we're all glad that you uh, everybody (laughs) who deals with metals and surfaces is glad that you went down this path because you've brought some really great products to the market that help. I mean, when you are uh, a homeowner, there's all kinds of ongoing maintenance things that you need to uh, uh, take care of. And, you know, for most people, there are always DIY people. Um, but for, for most homeowners, when something needs attention, they're going to get the expert. They're going to hire the, the plumber, the electrician. They're not going to just jump in and do it themselves because sometimes with limited knowledge, you can actually do more damage than was there originally. And so a lot of people realize that and they're like, you know, I'm not going to just take the the transmission apart and see if I can rebuild it. And then you can't, and you take it to the, to the the transmission repair guy. And he's looking at all those pieces and shaking his head. And he says, yeah, well, this is actually going to cost more because you got it missing pieces and, and on and on. So that's the thing about maintaining surfaces, being able to have you as a resource, Barry gives homeowners the opportunity to ask someone in the business who really understands how to um, pr- prepare uh, and uh, treat uh, metals. And then in the uh, unfortunate occurrence where there is something like a scratch, what to do about it. And kind of since we're on this topic of scratches, can you talk a little bit about aluminum? Because aluminum is going to be found in a number of different places. Like, for example, with railing, uh, AGS, we, we fabricate stainless railing but actually a far more widely used metal in railing is aluminum. It's the number one metal that's found in railing systems. But aluminum is found elsewhere in the home. And and the surface of stainless with the brushing, that number four brushed, uh, it's a really beautiful satin finish. And that's why a lot of appliances use that finish, as you mentioned. Aluminum, uh, the the raw material is not uh, visually attractive. So most aluminum that's going to be installed outdoors will be powder coated. And then that brings us back to this scratching thing. Can you talk a little bit about this, the, the, the rusting uh, dynamic on aluminum and scratching, things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So the corrosion to aluminum uh, is, is more like a cancer and and destructive to aluminum. So you you reference powder coating. There's two different kinds of finishes on aluminum. One would be powder coat, which comes in any color you look for. And then the other option is an anodized aluminum, which is a dip tank uh, chemical reaction. Um, and that's very attractive also. So you see anodized aluminum 
more on your window and door frames around your home uh-huh. or commercial property. Um, and you'll see powder coated as well in those commercial properties and residential. Um, so the powder coating is a mill plating. It's a, it's a baked on finish. It's a, a powdered paint that has to be applied uh, through electrical charge. And then it's baked on at about 400 degrees onto the surface. The, the common practice is that they'll take a piece of metal and they'll do what I just suggested. They'll, they'll put it into a chamber. They'll uh, apply a, uh, a, a charged powdered color pigment and then they will bake it in an oven. The mistake of most architectural uh, manufacturers is they will then install the piece of metal and then drill the holes to allow the cable wire to lace through. Okay. So that's usually a cable cable rail system. In the in the course of of drilling out the holes, they compromise because the powder coating uh, in uh, bonds to itself. It doesn't really bond to the metal. Okay. Okay. So if you drill a hole after it's been baked on, you now have a potential, you do have an air gap between the pigment and the metal material and the moisture and humidity and the air, the oxygen finds that gap, even if it's a mill thickness and it starts to invade. Uh, Ultimately, you'll see corrosion around the eyelet the holes by the cable wire. And once this happens, it's invasive. Once it happens, it's not something you can restore and return. You've got to remove all the the, uh, powder coating. You've got to sandblast it again. It's a very big process. Um, So with stainless steel, you don't have this issue. If you do have the tea staining issue due to, again, from acid rain and, and humidities and such, it's easily remedied um, through cleaning. And there's, again, through uh, our process and our coatings can be reconciled and remediated and restored back to beautiful. With powder coating, it's, uh, it's more invasive and it's non-reversible for the most part. In case you're just joining us, this is Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us today is Barry Feynman of Restoration Artex. So um, the countertop inside a home is a place for a lot of creativity. And there are a lot of different materials that can be used for the countertops. Can you talk about how I maintain, you know, my granite countertop? Is it if I if if it's installed and I scratch it, is there something I can do, or is all hope lost, or maybe the same with concrete uh, concrete countertops, very popular or tile. So a number of different materials can be used for countertops. Can you just walk us through how to maintain them, keep them looking great? Yeah, sure. So all of those surfaces are are subject to challenges facing by acid kind of cleaners and or food. So if you've got citric acid food, think about this. So marble is, uh, the, the composition of marble is called calcium carbonate. That's what makes marble. 
So if you've got an acid like citric acid, let's say lemon juice, which you find in lemonade or even in your iced teas, um, if you've got um, chemicals or food products that are, are acidic, even ketchup for that matter, um, will attack calcium. And when it, when it attacks it, it loses its gloss. So you may have a beautiful finish, high polished marble surface, but where you have um, these kind of residues, you're gonna have faded spots, uh, etching spots. We're just working right now with a casino that has over 2000 tabletops and vanities. And some of these are thousand dollar a night hotel rooms where they cannot rent out the rooms because the vanities have been damaged such by toothpaste, by um, colognes and things like that, that have etched the, the marble. Wow. So they, these surfaces need to be protected and treated. Nanotechnology offers great solutions, but there is no known or previously known solution against citric acid for marble. Now, I say previously known, we are now involved with a process which utilizes the blue light. Um, it's a coating that's put on much like the dentists use in your teeth. And then they use a blue light to quickly activate that coating. Right. It's impervious. It's impervious to citric acid. So we have that solution available to us as well now. Uh, on granite, Granite is a very, very hard stone. It's igneous rock. It's, it's like lava. It's a very hard stone. Uh, not that it's going to lose its etch or that it's going to lose its polish from chemicals. It won't. However, it can be scratched and it can be stained. So traditionally, granite will arrive at your home from the manufacturer already sealed what people don't realize, though, is you want to keep those stones sealed annually. So you do want to put a, a reasonable technology on there, a 511, which you can find readily. But we also have nanotechnology coatings and sealers for that as well. Um, concrete, again, it's a lime base. It's calcium based. So if you get acid um, on that, on a high polished surface, you'll lose that high polish. So you do wanna maintain a coating on that as well. So there's all kinds of solutions out there. Uh, protective preventive maintenance is really where you wanna go. You don't wanna be calling back the polishing guy uh, to have to remedy these things for you. So you wanna maintain a, a, a proactive, a proactive uh, offering, you know, and make sure you stay on top of your surfaces at least annually. Yeah, that's very helpful. So if I understood you correctly, when I'm uh, uh, specifying for my home that I want uh, marble or granite, the manufacturers are going to prep it. But whatever prepping they do, uh, especially when it comes to granite, it needs to be refreshed at least once a year so that I have all the the protection th that I can right. to keep keep just the normal process of cooking and eating, keeping those uh, materials from soaking down in the- That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's excellent. So um, I just want to remind the listeners that there's, we're covering a lot of content here. 
If you miss any portion of today's program, you can download the, the whole program uh, as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So Barry, I'm super grateful to you for taking the time to lay all this out. I'm going to transition now to steel and iron. Now, these are two very commonly used materials. Um, can you talk a little bit about if if something outside of my home uh, is, is fabricated with steel or iron, is there a process to keep them looking great? Right. So rust is one of those, you know, pervasive and invasive uh, conditions uh, um, attacking rust, uh, attacking steel as well as aluminum, um, and and um, the 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 culprits of of aluminum and steel is oxygen. So wherever you have oxygen and humidity against steel and aluminum raw, you're going to have the potential for rust. So we have come across now, and we're involved with a. a company out of a manufacturer out of Israel that has created a, a, a plant-based food grade product, would you believe, that um, the chemistry of such, when applied to steel and aluminum, migrates into the material, migrates 42 micron into the substrate surface of steel and iron, cast iron, um, and isolates oxygen from ever hitting the iron. So if you don't have oxygen hitting the iron, you don't have rust. If you don't have oxygen hitting the aluminum, you don't have aluminum oxide corrosion, which is evidence of, of a white powdery uh, residue. So um, anything having to do with salt, sodium chloride, so chlorine, when it's exposed, if you have a coastal environment, if you're at a dock or a harbor or along the waterfront and you've got salt air hitting to you, uh, chlorine creates a very, very strong bond to steel. And you, you think you wash it off with a hose and you believe that it's gone, but it's not. The chlorine attacks the steel. Um, it creates a triple carbon bond, which is a very, very strong bond, which it can only be broken by sanding or sandblasting or scrubbing, something to that effect from the surface. Um, if it's not removed, then it will continue to etch and, and eat on that substrate. Uh, we also are involved with a chemical that's a food grade product. It's a green product that comes that comes out of the oil fields and offshore oil rig industry. And this product you spray with your use of your hose, uh, garden hose. And what it does is it adds a sacrificial uh, molecule that breaks the bond and transfers the chlorine to itself. And then it as a combination is easily flushed from the surface. So this is very effective in, in maintenance of, of rust potential um, uh, off your metals and steel. But, you know, all, again, preventive maintenance is always the better way to go than trying to reconcile it after the fact. That totally makes sense. When it comes to preventative 
um, maintenance. Of course, someone can download this podcast and listen to you educate them uh, again in the future. But do you have on your website like frequently asked questions or something where, like where could I go besides listening to this broadcast to get more up to speed on what proper preventative maintenance steps I should take for my marble countertops? Is there a place? Well, thanks for asking about that, but I, <laughs> I, I probably need to do better on that, don't I? We um, um, So I have two companies here. Obviously, we've discussed our product line as well. So if you're interested in um, uh, service types of questions and applications, if you go to Restoration Artex, A-R-T-E-C-H-S dot com. But if you go to YouTube, YouTube and put in Restoration Artex, we have a... Uh, uh, quite a collection of, of uh, training videos and information videos, again, on YouTube. If you go to YouTube for Barry's Restore It All Products, again, YouTube, Barry's Restore It All Products, you'll learn all about our vast collection of products available to the consumer uh, and, and residential property issues. Excellent. So Barry, um, when you and I were talking a couple of years ago, I think at this point, a little bit about your early days in, in the restoration work, you talked about window glass. I think it was on sliding glass doors and some of your early work there. Can you talk about that a little bit more now? So, it, you know, this show is primarily designed to help uh, consumers become educated buyers when they're looking to um, commission and, and build a custom home. But a lot of the contact, the content that we're covering, it applies if you have a home, a, a, a home you're renting, a, a home that you own, it doesn't matter. And so that's the case with window glass. You don't have to have a new home to have window glass, whether it's a sliding glass, patio door or just the glass on the windows. Can you talk a little bit, Barry, about how to clean and maintain glass? And especially, you know, like those older uh, patio door uh, glass units, they start getting that uh, faded out surface coating. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is there a way to, to clean those up? And just how do you, how do you keep glass looking great on a home? Well, traditionally, what fogs out, well, you've got a couple of things going. If you've got a single pane window versus a dual pane window. So if you have a single pane traditional type of window, what might occlude some of that visibility would be, let's say, sprinklers and hard water occlusion on the surface. Okay. Deposit of, of hard water mineral. Okay, which is a calcium from sprinkler irrigation. You wouldn't experience that from rainwater. Okay, you might from um, uh, again from sprinklers and could be your neighbor's sprinklers. Just the mist coming over to your property, um, and it's particularly on the outside. So again, at at uh, rest, at Barry's Restore at All Products, we do have cleaning products for hard water. 
Uh, and that also applies for any surface inside the house, your kitchen sink and faucets and um, even your water in the door for your refrigerator. So we have products for hard water. Um, if you've got dual pane glass, what makes that clarity um, for the dual pane is a ca uh, gas called argon. And if your argon is healthy and you don't have any leaks between um, uh, the two window panels, then it, you have clarity. If it starts to fade, it's because you got a leak in your gasket and you'll start getting a fog in the in between the glass. There's nothing you can do about that. You'd have Just to replace it. You got to replace that glass because of the argon and it can't be repaired in the field. Okay. If Now, as far as um, surface adherence on the outside, again, we have, there are nanotechnology coatings Nanotechnology um, is of a molecular level, an atomic level, if you will. It's um, um, chemicals that are designed to permeate um, uh, substrates at a nano layer um, and fill in the voids, rendering that surface either hydrophobic, which causes, it so it repels and resists attachment of water, but it, it creates little spots of water on your window, if you will. Um, or you have the option of hydrophilic, which is a shelf sheeting of the water. So you don't get the spots on the water. It just self sheets like a like in your shower glass. Yeah. The water would just run off as opposed to beating up. Okay. So you have an option. But hydrophilic is sort of a self-cleaning surface or a self uh, surface. So you have those options available in, in nanotechnology today. Um, the, again, the aluminum door frames around your window glass, um, powder coating and or anodizing will fade over time due to ultraviolet, due to the sunlight. And or, you know, from again, from a hard water sprinkler type of uh, deposit. Um, the chemistry I mentioned earlier, our hard water scale rescue that we have at our website will clean the aluminum and the glass for your calcium deposit. But we also have a polish for the aluminum, which will restore the luster back to the aluminum. So nice. it's powder coating. You know, you've seen, we've all seen um, powder coat damage like on handicap placards that you see in a parking lot in the grocery store where the blue has gotten really chalky looking mm -hmm. and faded. Um, that's because of that pigment I spoke about earlier leaching out of the, of the material, out of the paint. So that easily comes off using our some of our technology, our chemistry. Um, and, and then you can restore the luster back to this. So the same thing with your door frames and window frames. And it's also UV stable. So it'll help to retard um, the fading in the future. I like it. I like it. So as we kind of um, move towards wrapping up, Barry, I want to ask you a question. Because uh, I know how many different interesting projects uh uh, you, you must have worked on over the years. Anything really interesting that you've worked on that you can share? Oh, gosh, Kevin, I've worked on cruise ships. I've worked at the Naval, you know, Naval Academy in Annapolis in the wow. snow. 
Wow. I, I restored a monument for the national for the Naval Academy, and it was December, and it was cold, 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 and there was snow on the ground. Um, and I, I, like I said, I've worked on the Golden Gate Bridge when the winds were probably 45 miles an hour. Uh, we had to create a bivouac or a uh, lean-to so that we can do our work and not get blown off of the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and, and also, I've I've done work at the uh, Punchbowl Cemetery in Hawaii. Um, you know, dealing with stone restoration, and then the next day we were restoring bronze gates at the uh, a chapel that they have up there. So we we take on a lot of interesting, unique opportunities. I might get a phone call from Elon someday to go up to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have they have staining challenges. Yeah, <laughs> the red planet that that they need your expertise. Although I there think you'd be gone for a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like I say, say we we're pretty excited. Um, the current challenge that we're looking at and we're excited about is uh, developing a franchise and having field service providers uh, doing what we do nationwide and internationally. So we're very excited about that. It's, we see it as a huge opportunity. It's a win for consumers and for contractors and commercial application uh, and the manufacturers that, that lose a lot of money every year. You know, rust is a $350 billion industry, loss industry a year. Wow. Wow. So that's, that statistic is pretty mind boggling. Yeah, it is. And you're the right, you're the right person to be taking that on. Well, thank well, you. You're welcome. Keeps me young. <laughs> yes, sir, it does. <laughs> so, Barry, as we um, are wrapping up here, if someone wants to get more information or has questions or uh, either wants to buy your products to keep their services looking great or they want to ask you what it would cost for you to come help them on a larger project, how do they reach you? Yeah, so thank you. So we have an 888 number here. We're based in Carlsbad, California, but we are ideally a mobile company. Um, phone number here is 888-889-9876 or 760-804-3778. Our websites for our service is Restoration Artex. A-R-T-E-C-H-S dot com. And for product is at Barry's with an S, restoreitall.com. So I want to thank you again, Barry, for visiting with us today. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download the entire program wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we'll see you next week.